Well, most of you know that we made a uh, lapse of judgment early in the pandemic. Blame it on the isolation, blame it on the anxiety, I'm really not sure, but back in May, we adopted a lab puppy and her name is Stella. So Stella has been an energetic handful over these past few months and admittedly has also brought a lot of joy and laughter into our home. But one of the biggest surprises for us about Stella is how she felt about our swimming pool. So we have been told that labs instinctively love to swim, that she would get right into the pool and that she would instantly love it. And that was certainly the case for our older lab and always has been. So a few weeks in with our new puppy, we took her outside and we showed her the swimming pool and she was terrified. She was so afraid. She didn't want to be anywhere near the pool. So we tried, we got in first and we would call her to come to us. No way. We tried coaxing her into the first step with like really good treats or even hamburger. Absolutely not. So finally we tried picking her up and carrying her out into the pool and lowered just one paw into the water. But she was so afraid that she jumped up and higher into Dave's arms and wrapped her paws around his neck and gave him a hug. So after several failed attempts, we stepped back from our pool project with Stella. But then one afternoon, we're just out there swimming, Stella's in the yard, and we notice that she's come really close on her own to the edge of the pool. That she sat right at the edge and dangled her little paws toward the water. So we got really excited and we start like splashing and calling her name and she takes off into the yard, not interested. But over the next few weeks, she would get closer and closer. She would like touch the surface of the water with her paw. One day she put both front paws fully into the water on the step, but she still kept her back legs firmly on the ground outside of the pool. But then over time, she would get in a little farther. She paddled into the water a few feet. And then one day it happened. We threw her tennis ball across the yard and it landed right in the center of the pool. And without hesitation, she ran across the deck, jumped into the air and right into the middle of the pool to get her ball and started swimming. And since then, we haven't been able to keep her out of the swimming pool every day. So some puppies, when you get them, dive right into the deep end. It's like they knew instinctively what to do and they go for it. But for Stella, it was one step at a time. So some of you are jump right into the deep end of the pool kind of people. If you have a fear of heights, you get on the elevator and you take it right to the top floor to just deal with it. If you meet someone, you dive right into the relationship. If you have an addiction, you just stop and go cold turkey. These are the dive right into the deep end kind of people, and there are those kind of people when it comes to faith, too. There are people who, when, when we re, that we think about when we read the gospel story and we hear that Jesus says, follow me, and they just do it. They drop everything and just follow him without hesitation. And we hear a lot of sermons about this kind of faith in Jesus. To follow Jesus, we're told, means to drop everything right out of the gate, turn it all over, it's all or nothing, all at once. And for some people, for some of you, that works. That's something you can do. But some of you are more in the Stella camp 
of doing things, taking it one step at a time. So if you're afraid of heights, you take the elevator to maybe the second floor and work your way up to the third. If you meet someone, you ease in, get to know them slowly over time. If you're dealing with an addiction, you join a 12-step group and work the process every day. So when it comes to following Jesus, is there an option that looks like that? Is there an option to wade into the shallow end, to take following Jesus one step at a time? Yes. So we're going to look today at a story from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And what's interesting is this is a really similar story that we see in the Gospel of Matthew. But in Matthew's version, Jesus says, follow me, and they drop everything and they do it. But in Luke's version, we have a little more information and some more details. So Luke writes, Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. So Jesus gets into one of the boats, Luke writes, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for the catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night long and we've caught nothing. But yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that the nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And then they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell at Jesus's knees saying, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For when he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And when they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. So the end result of our story from Matthew and from Luke, it's the same. They left everything. They followed Jesus. But the way that they got there in the gospel of Luke is one step at a time. Let's look again at our text. What's the first thing that Simon does when he sees Jesus? Does he drop to his knees in faith and ask to follow him? No. Look at verse two. Simon simply lets Jesus get a little closer by getting into the boat. In fact, he doesn't even invite Jesus into the boat with him. He just doesn't push him out. He lets Jesus into the boat with him, lets him get just a little closer. Thinking back to our puppy Stella, it's like when Stella came up next to the pool and dangled her paws into the over the side. She wasn't swimming, but she let herself get closer to the water. The first step to following Jesus isn't unquestioning belief and devotion. It's letting Jesus Get a little closer, letting Jesus come in next to you. Now, don't dismiss how hard that can actually be. Jesus getting a little closer to you can be a huge step 
and it can feel well, terrifying. When Jesus is over there at the shore, way over there, he's really easy to ignore. But when Jesus is in the boat with you, even if you aren't sure what to think of him, well, that's a really big step in and of itself. So the first step to following Jesus isn't being all in. It's when you let Jesus get closer. Let Jesus be a little closer to you. And this is less about you doing something or anything at all. It's more about standing still. Because Jesus is always pursuing you. Jesus is always wanting to be closer to you. And your entire job in the first step, well, it's just to not push him overboard and out of the boat. To stop running and be willing to let him be there with you. So maybe today that's the step that you can take. Maybe you've been running from Jesus because you just aren't sure what you think about him. You don't know what you believe yet, and you've been told it's all or nothing. If it's all or nothing right now, it has to be nothing because you're not ready to make that decision yet. But what if there's this other option to just stand still? All right, let's look back at our story. So Jesus is in the boat with Simon, but he doesn't even talk directly to Simon yet. The next thing Jesus does is to teach anyone who happens to be listening. You can almost see Jesus watching Simon out of the corner of his eye to see how he responds. But he isn't asking Simon to do anything, to believe anything. He's not even looking directly at Simon yet. He's teaching, and Simon is listening to him. Once Jesus is a little closer, the next step is to listen and see what he's about. You aren't committing to anything in this step either. You aren't saying, I am all in, I believe it all, here I am, Lord. You're just listening. Listening to what Jesus taught. Learning more about what Jesus is about. You can do this second step by reading a book or by coming to church and sitting in a pew or outside by watching church online. You could even start by reading one of the gospels. Start with Mark, it's the shortest one. Listen to what Jesus teaches. Watch how he lives, how he treats people before forcing yourself to decide if this is a teacher that you're ready to follow. So Simon lets Jesus come closer and he listens to what he's teaching. Now what? Is this the moment where Jesus will turn to Simon and ask him what he believes? No, not yet. This is when he finishes teaching and he simply tells Simon to lower his fishing nets back into the water to fish again. Now Simon's hesitant because they haven't had any luck fishing and they had fished all night when they should have had a catch. What would this carpenter know about fishing anyway? But Simon does it because what will it hurt? The worst thing is that he might have to rewash his nets when they're done or that he might look foolish in front of the other fishermen for trying again. So Simon lowers the nets, and when he brings them back up, they're full of fish. Simon took a next step to follow Jesus by trusting him with something really small, something where there wasn't a lot on the line, something based in action, not in belief. He didn't give his whole life to Jesus before he put the net in the water, but something in the way that Jesus taught got Simon's attention enough. 
It made him just interested enough to take a risk, a small one, and give one piece of his life to Jesus and see what would happen. So the next step for you in following Jesus might be for you to do what Simon did, to take one small thing in your life and to turn it over and to see what happens. Now this one's tough because turning it over doesn't always mean a miracle, like a net full of fish. Following Jesus doesn't always guarantee our life is easier or suddenly perfect, that the challenges that you're facing right now will just go away if you believe in that. But it could mean that you turn over some fear in your life and see what Jesus does in you. It could mean you give over a relationship that you're struggling with and see if it could get better or your financial situation, or a specific habit or behavior. You're not jumping into the deep end to see what happens with Jesus in your whole life, but you're wading into the pool to see if the things you heard Jesus say could make a difference in your life too. And then we get to the last part of our story with Simon. And this is the part where Simon professes his belief, leaves everything behind, and follows Jesus. There's no getting around it. This last step, it's a big one. To turn it all over to Jesus, to give your whole life over to him. And maybe this is the step that you're thinking about taking today. Maybe you've let Jesus a little closer and you've listened to what he's taught and you've followed him in small ways and now you're ready. You're ready to jump into the deep end of the pool. And if that's you, and if you want to talk more about that with Dave and I or pray together, we'd love to do that with you. Because taking this last step can feel really scary. But if you're anything like Stella, once you do, you're going to want to stay in the pool. So the question for today that we'd like to ask you to think about is not how can we get you to the deep end the fastest? How can we fast forward to that step? The question for you today is can you take your next step, whatever that step is for you? Can you maybe let Jesus get a little closer and stand still instead of running away? Can you listen to what he taught, what he was about? Can you let Jesus into one small area of your life and see if it makes a difference? Or if it's time, can you give it all up, leap into the air and dive into faith? and what that might mean for you. So whatever your next step is to follow Jesus, what if you took it?